Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride-along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive-By. finally here and we get to talk about wrestling with our fine fine fans yeah whatever <laughs> you're so pleasant this morning like i'm just tired man yeah i hear you i hear you well we've had a interesting weekend for wrestling uh not much from the aew side a lot going on on the wwe side and we're coming up on a on a big show, they just had a, I don't know if you want to call it a triumphant return, but a return nonetheless to Madison Square Garden, a place that WWE hasn't shot a uh, a live Raw or SmackDown from in uh, 10 years. So, kind of a return to form. MSG is considered the mecca of pro wrestling and was the home for a long time exclusively to Vince McMahon and the WWE. Uh, that all changed at uh, WrestleMania last year, and New Japan Ring of Honor ran a sold-out show there. I don't think Ring of Honor could sell 500 tickets today, but, you know, that's a whole other topic for a whole other show that we probably will never do. Um, no, what's the point in even talking about Ring of Honor anymore, huh? At this point, it's pretty sad. Uh, but anyway, you know, overall, I I enjoyed Raw. Thanks, uh, AEW. Yeah, yeah, they, they're the real, the real uh, victim in this whole AEW thing. Thanks, Trump. Overall, <laughs> hey, just just something fun to do if you ever want to troll people online. Uh, um, as I as I enjoy. Like literally, no matter what a post is about, just say thanks, Trump. If it's, like, a negative, if it would be, like, if it's, like, uh, school bus crashes, kills three children, you just say, thanks, Trump, and just, like, watch people flip out, or if it's, like, uh, Hershey's gives away free chocolate to everyone, you just say, thanks, Trump, and people flip out, like, it's the best comment ever, you just put it somewhere, a, like a bomb, and you just let it go off. Anyway, back to I, wrestling. I, I totally can see how that works out. Um, Yeah, Raw was good. Uh, definitely felt special. You had Stone Cold opening and closing the show. Uh, SmackDown was weird. Uh, I don't want to say it didn't feel quite as special, but it felt like it could have took place in any building and still be weird. Um, had good points, had very odd and maybe low points, but... Uh, overall, I think the, the takeaway and the big, I guess, kind of topic with the whole MSG thing and Stone Cold and The Undertaker, but specifically Stone Cold, 
that I wanted to get into, just even if it's briefly with you, Mike, is uh, this sentiment on social media. I heard it on some of the major talking heads this week that, you know, WWE's main problem is that they cannot create the next Stone Cold. There's, they can't create someone to be bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin. And while I agree that maybe that seems like a problem, I also think that maybe we're in a different time period. And I don't also, I also think it's unfair to say that there would ever be anyone that's as big as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah. Uh. No one will ever be as big as Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that WWE, the last oh I don't know since John Cena became a thing, have had a real hard time like creating stars. Yeah, and I and I think that's fair. I think I think it's an unfair argument to say well they can't create the next Stone Cold. Because there'll never be a next Stone Cold. That's like the measuring stick that I think is just, it's just one of those things that just doesn't happen all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you're going to expect that, then you're going to be disappointed because it's just one of those things that comes around once in a lifetime. And there's still a lot of people alive who are fans of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, I do think that John Cena's a better measuring stick. Because John Cena's not as big as Stone Cold Steve Austin. As I think that's a pretty fair statement, correct? Mm. John Cena's second only to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I also think it's more fair to say WWE hasn't created or hasn't been able to create the next John Cena. Um, there you I go. I think they were trying to do that with Roman Reigns. I don't think it's worked. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's better, but it's not. I don't think he'll ever be at that level. Um, and I don't. Again, I don't necessarily know that we are living in that day and age. You know, if you look at the competition, if you look at AEW, is there anyone? And I know they they haven't even started TV. But there's not one person on there that I can look at and say, well, they're the next John Cena. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Mox is a big deal. But more people are going to know him as Dean Ambrose than John Moxley. And Dean Ambrose is not near John Cena. Well, no, and if anything, he's going to be like the next Roddy Piper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's a combination of things. I don't know if it's just the fact that they can't or won't create a star, or if it's more a combination of today's fandom. Also, with combination of how WWE represents itself, maybe doesn't lend that to be a possibility. Um... I think that that's part of it. I think that they are holding their people back from exhibiting 
I look like all the best wrestlers are, are uh, it's it's a little bit themselves, right? It's them turned up, yeah. and I don't think you're right. getting you're not getting anyone's actual personality coming through to be turned up. So you don't you're not associating with it. You know what I'm saying? You're not associating with them. I should say, like Stone Cold gave you who he was in like real life, dialed up to ten. Ric Flair did that, so you could like you know there's people latch on to reality man it's why it's such a big deal it's why it's such a big deal to be like real in hip-hop you know what i'm saying like you see all the time see like rappers be concerned about like if it's a if it's just an image like no i'm real like because people recognize reality man they recognize real emotions and real feelings you only get that by uh, you know turning yourself up to 10 like they say so I think that that's that's stifling them a little bit, man. Like their own way of doing things, it's 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 completely uh, antithetical to building a star like Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah, or The it's, Rock. It, it's almost like they shoot themselves in the foot in that aspect, but like no one even you know, has good catchphrases anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, good verbal and, catchphrases. Like, burn it down isn't a catchphrase, you know what I mean? That's from his music. Seth Rollins didn't say that. Like, that's not like, you know, Austin 316, smell what the rock's cooking. Things like yeah, that. Like, I'll, people don't I'll, even have good catchphrases. And that right there is probably more indicative of the problem than anything. You're not even allowing guys to get out there and say things snappy enough to catch on. I'll, I'll counter that with the ones who have maybe haven't gotten the push right after that. Uh, Braun Strowman comes to mind. Get these hands. I'm not finished there you go. yet. These are things he said off the cuff in a backstage environment during a interview or during a segment that maybe just the camera caught. You know, an, uh, maybe a suplex city bitch. You know what I mean? Like, things like that. Yes. That we as a company, and I would say we, I mean them, and when I say them, I mean WWE, doesn't necessarily run with full force. Like Austin 316, when that, when that bomb was dropped on that King of the Ring stage, there were t-shirts printed like two days later because signs were in the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, and while I know you're going to sit here, not you, but people will say, well, Mike, they made shirts that say, get these hands right off the bat. You're right, they did. But did they get behind it, or did they get behind the man, is the bigger question. And while, sure, they made the merch, did they push Braun Strowman immediately at that time that what he said and what he does was a big deal? And my answer would be, no, not really. No, they didn't really. And I don't know, I don't, like, I think it's weird where people, you know, I've heard people say, oh, WWE doesn't want to create a star that big. And I think that might be one of the dumber things people could say in response to this, because, yeah, you're right, they totally don't want to create someone who's going to make them millions of dollars. Come on. I'm sure they would love it to happen. I think they may be afraid of someone, you know... they say, oh, they don't want someone to get bigger than the company. I don't think, you know, I think Stone Cold is the one and only person who ever legit became bigger than the company. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Hogan. I don't think I John think, Cena I think Hogan was bigger than the company. I, maybe, 
maybe. I mean, there's that argument to be made, but, I mean, here's a guy that left, came back. Like, you know, I mean, I know his time has come and gone, but, like, you know, him leaving WWE maybe did hurt them, but at the same time, it wasn't necessarily Hogan leaving that hurt WWE. It was Hogan becoming a part of something else bigger on the other channel that actually changed wrestling, you know, as a whole, not because of Hogan, but because of how WCW was presenting their product, right? So it wasn't just Hogan. It was a combination of things. I think Stone Cold is the one and only guy that's ever been truly bigger than the business, truly bigger than WWE itself. Uh, You know, Austin, if Austin would have left, in 98, 99, whatever, and went to WCW, we could be having a completely different conversation today, don't you think? Mm, They'd still screwed it up. Yeah, probably. But (laughs) you understand what I'm saying. Things I'm learning about WCW are, like, like no matter what happened... It was going to fail. It was going to fail. They were going to screw it up. Yep. Yep, no, and I, I, I get you, but you also have to understand and, and think of it from the way that Stone Cold is a big deal. He's always been a big deal since he became a big deal, and he's been the biggest deal of big deals. So I think it's an unfair comparison. I think it is fair to say they haven't created the next John Cena. I think it's unfair to say they don't want to create him, but I also think it's a valid criticism to say... They might not know how at this point in time. Now, if they take the leash off like they seem to be doing with some of these superstars right now, there's that possibility. There's definitely the possibility that something's going to really catch and put this, you know, turn this apple cart over, like flip everything we know on its head. And I think, you know, with them moving to Fox, with AEW coming up, like, we're in a really interesting time, Mike, and wrestling and pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Man, I really feel like we're about to just explode here in the next, I don't know, 6 to 12 months. I think wrestling is going to be one of those things, again, that you hear people talking about out in the open. You hear people discussing it at work. More people are going to start watching this, and I think... And that's everything. That's from AEW, that's from WWE, that's from Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And as a fan, I don't think there's anything you could ask for more than that. You know what I mean? To be gaining that mainstream steam once again and seeing the things you love all over the place. And I think that that's about to happen. I think we're in that, you know, that time frame with the business again. And if there's anything we know, that is probably the times where some of the biggest stars emerge, correct? Does Nyla Rose still have a penis? Wow. Alright. Well, I don't know. Okay. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, hashtag Rick Rude's dong. And when we come back, there is a WWE pay-per-view this weekend, Mike. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of things that have gone on leading to some of the matches on this show and just have a nice little pro wrestling discussion how's that sound like i love it 
I love it too. Hang tight. We will be right back. All right, Mike, time for me to taste this uh, steering wheel. Pass it over to you. You're going to drive us here through the uh, Clash of the Champions card. We're going to we're gonna discuss, we're going to give our picks, and we're going to expand on anything we need to expand on. So it's off. It's all in your hands, sir. Okay. So we start. Okay, this is the Superhuman Stud Show. <laughs> Today we will be going over the Clash of the Champions WWE pay-per-view card. This is for my juggalos and juggalettes. I hope you enjoy. Don't try this at home. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. So, the first match is... I still haven't heard back from that dude about doing an interview. What a dick. He's never going to ever want to do an interview here. I swear he's going to listen. He'll be like... He make, make fun of me on the show all the time, and I'm gonna be like, "Look, man, like, have you read the comments on your Facebook page? There's people on there calling you like a retarded piece of shit and stuff. It's like a game. It's crazy. Like, go to the comments. It's like a game. Like, see who can say the worst shit to him. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, I needed. Well, you know, we needed a new reoccurring voice on here anyway, didn't we? Yeah, I like it. Oh, and and for and for the guest spot to talk about Clash Champions Day, Superhuman. Thank you, thank you. This is Superhuman <laughs> from the Superhuman Stunt Show. My pick for the first match of the card: AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander for the United States Championship. I am going to say AJ Styles retains with a phenomenal forearm. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. By the way, <laughs> shockingly, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm going to say that AJ is going to keep this title because you don't want to strip the OC of all their gold. Uh, the tag team titles are being used in a storyline, so let's keep the OC at least semi-strong. While I think, I, I, you know, you kind of feel like maybe they're trying to do something with Cedric. I think they can still continue what they're doing with him and not have him beat AJ for the title. And Cedric, also, does, Cedric doesn't have to win this match to... to um, to benefit greatly from it, right? All he has no, to do is right. show up and have a very good match with AJ Styles, which is very easy to do. Right. <laughs> and just keep climbing the ladder, bro. Keep climbing the ladder. Yep. And I, I think that's what it's going to be. And if you pay attention to typical, I don't want to say, you know, 100%, but typical WWE booking, he pinned AJ Styles uh, Monday night, so Styles is going to get that back on uh, Sunday. Hey y'all, it's celebrity heterosexual talk, Chrisley here. <laughs> oh boy. My pick is also that AJ Styles with that luscious flowing locks of hair his that you just want to run your fingers through, you know, like you do a woman, because I definitely, definitely love vaginas. I don't think yeah. they're gross, oozy holes. I definitely love them more <laughs> than a good, firm, clean penis. Uh, I did that out of respect for the New Age Insiders. I actually think that maybe we should write them and ask if it's cool if we just take that voice, because that's fantastic. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. I'm I am. Miss, I'm just I'm gonna. gonna miss that, I'm just I mean? going to message. Uh, it's um. It's uh, it's not Liam that does it, is it? No. No, it's it's Jason. It's Jason, right? I'm just gonna send Jason a, a Twitter message and be like, "Look, dude, like, I'm a huge fucking fan, man, and I, I've been listening to basically the whole seven years. Uh, I do a podcast. We don't have a lot of people that listen to it. Is it cool if I just like, can I like, do I have your blessing to use the Todd Chrisley voice? <laughs> Cause I do, cause I do an all right talk, Chrisley, and like just out of respect for you guys, I'd like to keep that going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess we'll know moving forward if I keep using it if we got the okay or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what, man? Fuck him. He quit. He doesn't get to keep it. No, I take that. I'm not serious there on that. Like I respect those guys too much. Uh, they're good guys. I talk to them every now and again. And they don't have to talk to you. They don't have to talk to you. No. They're, like, way out of, like, our league. Like, you know, fuck. Yeah. Have you listened to... The the last show was the night. Yeah. 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 Okay. On to the card. Um, I didn't... I haven't made it there yet. Have you? No. uh, I think I'm going to probably listen to it on the way home from work tomorrow, because I feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah. Well, you might hear the mics on mics on there. Yeah, we might, we might be on there. That'd be fucking cool. I'll cry, I'll cry a whole bunch too. It'll be like a Marvel movie where I just am like crying for like no apparent reason throughout. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defend against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who are like out of nowhere not um gay for each other for the WWE Women's Tag Team Title, lesbian for each other. Well, hold on. Uh, let's clarify. Sonya Deville, lesbian, uh, for Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, uh, by curious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for, so I, they, I always would, I always wanted them to use that term. By the way, I always wanted just like uh, Corey Graves to be like, so, seems Mandy's by curious. <laughs> but they, but they never did. Um. Anyway, no, um, who you got? I bet I know who you got. I think that they put the titles on Bliss and Cross for a reason, and I think that they want to, quote-unquote, elevate those titles a bit, and I don't necessarily think that they're done with that yet. I mean, people will immediately complain because why does Alexa Bliss have to get every title? Yet, you know, we went from never seeing the tag titles to seeing them on sometimes two shows a week. So, hey... Uh, I think, I think they retain, I think Bliss and Cross retain, um, and I really think we need to get back to this lesbian storyline. No, it's done. It's been squashed, is my understanding. I want it to come back. I was very interested in this. I bet Uh, you were, you fucking perv. (laughs) I just think it was an interesting thing that they hadn't done in a while that, you know, hey, if done properly, could have been a good story. Um, you know, whatever. I think the story would have been awesome if they'd have done it three years ago with Darren Young and uh, <laughs> Titus O'Neil. So, I, um, oh, <laughs> I understand that. I, I understand them wanting to try it. I also understand them being slightly nervous to do it. I get it. I get it. I, it's I wrestling. It. It's a hard bridge to cross. I think yep. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are winning because. 
if AEW is maybe, just maybe, going to put the woman's title on a trans woman, maybe. They're maybe going to do it, right? We don't know what's going to happen yet. But, like, WWE can definitely right now put the tag belts on the lesbian chick. Which is even more reason they should have won with the storyline, Mike. Yeah, because then they could have put it on the lesbian chicks. The lesbian chick in the fake storyline, or in the, like, like yeah, the, the kayfabe exactly. lesbian chick. She's kayfabe, exactly. she's kayfabe gay. Kayfabe gay. Yeah. It's like when you're yeah. in jail. It's like when you're in prison. It's not real gay. It's kayfabe gay. <laughs> Oh, boy. Kayfabe gay <laughs> might be the favorite, like, my, the, like, the best thing I've said in weeks on this show. Kayfabe Say, gay. At least. Expect to hear that moving forward. It's kayfabe <laughs> gay. Uh, so Drew Gulak is taking on Humberto Carrillo, whoever the fuck that is, and Lince Dorado for the Cruiserweight Championship. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I think we got Grand Metalik in a one-on-one match, a really good one-on-one match with Rey Mysterio. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it it reminded me, here's the thing, man. When that match came on, I was like, hey, this is going to be really cool. This is going to be like WCW in the 90s. Ray's out here dressed like Ray from the 90s. I know. Uh, I love that, by the way. Um, he, like, which shows like he's a different Ray right now, right? Right. And I think you could really, like, at this point in Ray's career, you could really use him to elevate this cruiserweight division, man. Like, uh-huh. you really could. But, with that said, this match also reminded me of, uh, you know, not every match. It was like a cruiserweight uh, uh, lucha match. And WCW was great because, like, you know, Ray's good, but the other guy's got to show up. And I thought, like, you know, I thought it was a little bit of a sloppy match. I expected more. A little sloppy. Graham Metalik appeared to be running sloppy. in slow motion. I didn't like it. It just was a little sloppy. I know you don't mind sloppy. But I mind sloppy on WWE. I I don't mind sloppy in certain. I mean, obviously, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Uh, I don't mind it not looking super crisp. All no, the time. it looked. I thought it, there I was, thought it was a full very blown like missed spots, and I didn't care for it. Eh, so anyway, Drew Gulak. It's not. It's a fight, not a choreograph. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, yeah. Well, man, the head scissors should still be on their head. You know. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Drew, anyway, so Drew Gulak, uh, huh? Yeah, just because just because we're highlighting some of the Lucia House Party, Drew Gulak's still gonna win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura. One time. Okay, so this is like the coolest way I've ever heard Nakamura's name said, and I always think about this when I say his name. Nakamura. Uh, no. So. Um, not, not, not the douchiest way I've ever heard it said. The coolest (laughs) one. Um, so after Wrestle Kingdom, oh, 10, whatever, uh, so it was, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom where AJ Styles lost to Nakamura for the IWGP IC title, his last match there. 
they kicked AJ out, right? It was like when Kenny Omega took over. So it's the next night, and they're having their, like, night after. And uh, Omega calls out Nakamura for the IWGP Intercontinental title. And he says his name. He says it. He goes, Shinsuke Nakamura. And I was like, that's badass. That sounds like a like an Asian kung fu movie. Anyway, so that was the coolest time I've ever heard Nakamura's name said. I think Nakamura retains this. Yep, yep. I think uh, the pairing with Sami Zayn is going to be something they're going to push. I think it's a great idea. I think that Nakamura can become if they if they do it properly. I think Nakamura can become a how do I want to say this? Like, one of those IC champs you look back on and you realize this guy did something for this title. Um, I like what they've been doing on social media with Sami Zayn and Nakamura. I like what they've been doing on TV with those two. Uh, Nakamura refusing to speak any English at all now is absolutely, is actually absolutely perfect. I love it. <laughs> so let's keep doing that. Let's keep this title on him and let's get some good feuds. We're going to get probably some guys moved around here and there on these rosters in the next few weeks and i'm all for it so let's do it man let's make nakamura a big deal again let's make a make nakamura great again mike whoa buddy um <laughs> thanks trump there you go see <laughs> so um yeah nakamura for all those reasons you said he's really starting to come into his own especially with the sense of pairing with sammy Zayn. They are doing just fun stuff together. It's just fun. It's fun stuff. It's enjoyable wrestling. Yep. The next match on the docket, the New Day versus the Revival for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, I mean, the, the Revival's a Raw team, so, like, logically you'd say, well, clearly SmackDown, or uh, the New Day is going to keep the SmackDown titles. Um... Yet, they're doing a really good job with this uh, Revival-Randy Orton pairing, so maybe that's a way to make that a more permanent thing. I, I just think it stays on the New Day, but there's probably some kind of shenanigans in this match one way, shape, or form, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, I also think they keep it on the New Day. I'm not sure if Orton and, you know... Kofi involve themselves in this. I think probably not. But New Day probably. Yeah, no. I don't. I, I don't. When I say shenanigans, I didn't necessarily mean like outside interference. More so is like this will be a very good tag match that one way or another the finish will be. Could be cloudy, I guess. You it's going mean? to be so wrestling. Way, yeah, so that way, you know. Revival doesn't look weak in the loss, but New Day, while they got the win, doesn't look like a overall dominant dominant team. But that doesn't hurt New Day anyway, so everyone comes out, you know, the same as they were before they went in. Fair. Uh, Seth Rollins, who is likely going to end his career as the most uh, like all-time double champion runs. I mean, he's pretty good with two belts. Huh? Dude, dude, what the fuck? I mean, he's always got two belts. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, yep. 
But yeah, Roman's the guy. Seth Rollins <laughs> and Braun Strowman defending their Raw Tag Team titles against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who are going to win, I believe. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, these titles were used as a prop uh, for a storyline for a you know, friction between these two for the Universal title match. I don't mind that. It's not like, let's be honest, it's not like the tag team titles of WWE right now are the most prestigious thing uh, there. They're not. They're probably the least on both shows. So that being said, you can take a team like Ziggler and Rude, put them together, they can somehow manage to win these titles, and then when you want to put them back on, let's say, the OC, who's going to turn on their new friends uh, to get those titles back, it, it makes sense. You don't hurt anybody in the process of using these titles as a prop. So I think you're right. Ziggler and Rude win these titles, and then, like, probably on Raw or maybe Hell in a Cell, they go back to the OC. Hmm. The word on the street is that Paul Heyman is high on Robert Roode and this pairing. Well, okay. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them moving forward. <laughs> Bailey defends against Charlotte. Uh, what do you think? Man, you know, I, I think... The women's, both women's matches. Let's talk about both of them because we got Bailey and Charlotte, and we got Becky and we got Sasha. We've got the reformation of the, you know, the friendship between uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha. Bailey has this, you know, uh, heel turn unbeknownst to her going on, which I think is great, and I think needs to take the next step. And I think that this is where we do it, and I think she loses. I think she loses, and I think that's what pushes her over the edge to just go full-blown heel and realize that she's a heel. Uh, And maybe even causes Becky to lose as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, to be fair, if Bayley loses her title, if this match is before the Raw women's match, which I believe it will be, um then they could use that to their advantage to really push Bailey on his heel side by involving her in the Raw title match and being the reason that Becky loses that title. I'm not saying that Becky's going to lose that title because I have a hard time saying that out loud when I know the game's coming out, she's on the cover, this, that, and the other. But, but, it would be, it would make for some good storytelling and I'm curious to see where it goes, so that's how I'm going to pick this thing. I think, and this is kind of going to play into, like, uh, the second women's match, I think Bailey and Sasha both win. Well, you could you could still do what I'm saying and make Bailey a bigger heel with her keeping that title as well, so you're right. I think they both win. I think they both help each other. They both get the win. So, look, look, okay. And this is, like, something that's going to happen with Kofi, too. You gotta, like, they gotta lose the belt eventually, right? Mm -hmm. And I honestly don't, 
think that there's anyone probably better to take the belt off the man right now than Sasha Banks. Yeah. Can I change my answer, actually, now that I think about it? Yeah. <sighs> Becky's being heavily, heavily promoted for SmackDown uh, in, this, in these Fox promos. So... I think you're right. I think Bailey, or I think Sasha beats Becky, probably with the help of Bailey. I think Bailey uh, retains, and then that way, now when Becky probably moves to SmackDown, you have a story built in. She cost me my Raw title. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm gonna go take the title from her. So yeah, I think we're on to something here, Mike. I think we're on to something. And you're right. There's not a better person on the roster right now to take the title off of Becky and make it feel like it was, you know, like it means something than Sasha Banks. A hundred percent. And it would really help Sasha Banks out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. No disqualification match. Also, no chance that Eric Rowan wins this at all. No, Roman's winning this one. Uh, I'm hoping that some more story develops out of this because I'm confused on everything. Uh, I really enjoyed Eric Rowan picking the fan up, out, the quote-unquote fan, out of the audience and powerbombing into everyone. I popped because that was hilarious, and the dude's expression on his face was pretty much priceless. Uh, they've been doing a good job of making Rowan look like a badass these last couple weeks, and I'm enjoying it. I just still don't think he's going to be... This over monster with the company, I just don't, unfortunately. Um, I, he just, there's just something that's not there with him, if that makes sense. I like him, there's just something that doesn't hit all the, doesn't check every box, you know what I mean? This is just to get us to the next thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. This is another tough one. I, I do enjoy when we're doing these, Mike, and I have a hard time picking because I I think that shows you that maybe they're doing a good job. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go back to my argument with Becky and Bailey and all that. They've heavily, heavily been promoting Kofi in the, in the SmackDown commercials on Fox as the champion. Uh, I think... There was a time where if we say, if you told me, you know, two months after Mania that we were going to have Kofi and Orton going into the move to SmackDown, I would 100% say, well, Orton's obviously taking that title then going to Fox, right? And now that we've seen this, you know, Kofi championship run go the way that it's gone, and we've seen this program go the way that it's going, I think it's staying on Kofi, man. I think they've got the confidence in him. He is definitely over. And I think they actually want to lead into this Fox move with uh, Kofi as their champion. And I think he I think he retains. I think Kofi retains. I think Kofi's probably not going to lose this title until it gets... Until they're ready to wind this Shane McMahon-Kevin Owens thing down. Okay. Um, 
And I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be the guy that takes it off of him. But whoever takes it off of him is just to get the belt from him to Kevin Owens. Because Kevin Owens, they've been doing a lot to position him as a top guy on this show. And especially as a face. And I also think that... Remember when we were talking earlier about how like there's they don't like let people be themselves like themselves and no one can uh-huh. pop a catchphrase. I yep. think if there's anyone on the roster that if you give him a free mic and you want him to pop a catchphrase, it's probably gonna be this guy. Yeah. So I think I looking agree. more towards like the end of the year, I see Kofi losing it to like uh, and this isn't like or I yeah I I see him losing it to a uh. You know, someone who's been there before and is, like, believable. Right. Uh, an Orton. An Orton. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to the Orton well for it, but um, someone like an Orton or a, I don't know. I don't know. Someone who's been there before and done it. Well. That's, Whoever it is, it'll just see, it's an interim I point. I think the SmackDown I mean, it could be Daniel Bryan. I think SmackDown's very light on heels, especially top two, top tier heels. Could be Daniel Bryan. So, so I think that's why you're struggling with that, and I also think that's why we're going to get some things uh, moved around here with this potential draft that we're hearing about. All right, so that's that's everything for Clash, right? Oh well, other than <laughs> other than Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Oh, we didn't talk about. It. See, we talked about it in tag match. Okay, sorry. Um. Yeah, man, shenanigans in this match, uh, I believe involving The Fiend, I could be wrong, but I think that you, I don't think, I just don't think you did everything you did with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins to take this title off of Seth already. So I think Seth retains, and I think we get Fiend, Seth, and Hell in a Cell, and one way or another... Braun Strowman's still involved in the storyline, so, uh, yeah, that's my pick. They lose the tag team titles because Braun leaves halfway through. Seth stays to defend them because he's Seth, gets beat up by both guys, they lose the titles. Seth's going into the match looking extra beat up, still beats Braun, so Seth looks super fucking strong. That's just my prediction. Okay, I I think it's a fair prediction. And also kind of fits with the Brock Lesnar booking. So, hey, um, I'm for it as well. Uh, I don't like Braun losing, but, I mean, when you book matches like this, this is this is the part of the consequence, Mike, part of the consequence. Overall, I think Clash looks like a really solid card. Uh, if they've been doing anything right this year, it's been pay-per-view. So, I'm definitely looking forward to... Watching and enjoying what could unfold in front of me, Mike. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and just wrap the show up with a little bit of a, a few hot topics remaining from this week and some social media outrage, which is some of my favorite stuff. Hang tight. We will be right back. Mike, social media exploded with this King of the Ring tournament and semifinals for two reasons. Uh, 
first, we're going to take the SmackDown side. Elias apparently has a broken ankle, which really sucks for him. Uh, uh, speedy recovery to that individual. Why? Now, I don't know. I'm assuming this is a legit injury. <laughs> it's wrestling, so who knows? Um, it's a pretty big uh, a break, which is what's being reported, is a pretty big thing to kayfabe. Uh, you could definitely give something else that is fixable quicker uh, so that this guy can get back on TV. So I'm going to say this is probably legit. But the internet had the most backwards reaction. And, and by backwards, I mean I understand Shane is a heel and people don't like him and they say they don't want him on TV. But Mike, wasn't Shane the actual right 100% answer to be the replacement? I mean, he's buddies with Elias. Elias has been kind of his henchman on SmackDown. This is exactly how he won the Best in the World tournament, right? I mean, he came in, replaced the Miz, who was quote-unquote injured during the tournament. Like, it's, it, it's, it's wrestling 101. It's what Shane does now. Like, it makes the most sense. And Shane cost Kevin Owens his shot in the King of the Ring, so we can now use all of this to our advantage to actually do something that makes sense and then pull Kevin Owens into the storyline as well, right? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, no, I'm kidding. Uh, No, it was well done. Um, I didn't... I'll be honest, I I rolled a little bit when it was Shane at first just because, you know, I feel about Shane. But... Right. um, It's not like he won the match. Right, exactly. And, and I mean, you have to look at it from the point of, there's no, there was literally not one person that would have made sense to take his spot. What, are you going to put Shelton back in there after Gable already beat him once? You know what I mean? Like, we're on the SmackDown side, so we have a slimmer roster. You know, like, there wasn't anyone that you could throw in there that didn't either already lose in this tournament or that has any steam to them to make it a legitimate reason why they get pushed to the semifinals. So you have the one of the bosses take his shot and, and do what he did. I I enjoyed it. Now, I will say I was a little confused on the, on the KO stuff. Uh, not as confused as some of, again, social media and the talking heads. You know, I heard a lot of, well, KO is supposed to be this badass, but now he's just all worried about a fine and losing his job and blah, blah, blah. And I've literally heard... I literally heard the argument that we're supposed to believe that Kevin Owens couldn't get a job working for some other wrestling company. This is stupid. Well, guys, listen. WWE doesn't actually act like there's other wrestling companies in their storylines. Okay? Like, (laughs) so, yes, we are supposed to believe that. Okay? It's called suspension of disbelief. And in the WWE universe, there's no Ring of Honor. There's no New Japan. There's no AEW. Okay? It's, it's just, it is what it is. So if you've been writing a newsletter for 30, 40 plus years and you still don't understand that, you might want to reevaluate your career. Hold on, I'm yawning. (laughs) Sorry that I bored you that much. No, um, just tired, you know. Uh... Man, it's a story. Run along with it. Exactly. You ain't never exactly. like you don't ever watch The Walking Dead and you're like, oh shit, man. Norman, like, like, 
they live in constant threat of dying by zombies, right? Yeah. So you're gonna be dead on the show. And it's like yeah. it's like so it's like Norman Reedus on The Walking Dead lives like with the constant threat of being bitten by a zombie, but no one's like but like that character could be a badass on any show, right? So no one's ever like Right. Like, well, Norman Reedus could just get another show. It's like Norman Reedus couldn't get on any show he wanted. Well, like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, it's yeah, a TV yeah. show. It's really weird how... Wrestling is a TV show. And you're not even nobody... saying Norman Reedus. It'd be like if they were saying the character Daryl. Well, I mean, yeah. it's like the kill... Yeah. It's like, they go ahead and kill Daryl off. It's like Daryl get on any TV show. Daryl could be on Arrow next week. Yeah. Yeah. And... It, wrestling is a TV show, but they tend it tends as a majority to not be looked at as a TV show. It's it's really weird. It's really weird. Uh, on the other side of the King of the Ring tournament, Mike, I'm just gonna say it right now. All hail King Corbin. I, I'm all for this now. No, the way that this is tournament has actually played out, I can't wait for Baron Corbin to be the King of the Ring, Mike. I can't. Uh, although I think it would be a cool little thing for Gable to have, I think we're going to get the most benefit out of it if it's King Corbin. And I also love the fact that the internet hates it and it makes me smile. <laughs> um, I don't really care which of these guys wins it. I like both of them, and I think it could be yeah. cool for either one. My issue is... Do you remember, like, when we were kids, like, who fucking won the King of the Ring? I mean... Like, le like talking, legit but... motherfuckers, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I just... Neither of these guys are legit motherfuckers. And it's like you had Samoa Joe in this. And Ricochet. And like... And don't get me wrong, Ricochet's probably not a legit motherfucker either. But like, Ricochet, I personally feel, is gonna be... He's clearly something special, right? Like, clearly. And while I like Baron Corbin, and I, like, I... You know, we've gone over it a lot here. I think he's... Very good at his job. And I also enjoy Chad Gable's work as well. The problem for me is... Um, these guys, both choices are lackluster. Um, yeah, I... I understand what you're saying, however... And it's an overall feeling with the King of the Ring in general over like the last 15 years. Come on, man. Like, put it on someone that is going to elevate the concept of King of the Ring. I, I understand what you're saying. I also think sometimes the King of the Ring elevates the person. Stone Cold was... Stone Cold was not... I mean, he wasn't... I, this was like the birth of him, in, in in a sense. And I think this helped make him. I think that could do... I, I think this gimmick could do wonders for Baron Corbin. I really do. Uh, I think it'd be good for Chad, but I think it's better for Corbin. And already with some of the reaction we heard for him in MSG, like, 
okay, people say all the time that he has go-away heat because people just don't want to see him, and that's not true because people react to him. They boo him loudly. That's not go-away heat. That's just heat, people, okay? Uh, we had dueling chance of let's go Corbin, Corbin sucks on Monday Night Raw. Uh, the Corbin sucks chants were way louder, which is actually, I think, a good thing. And I just think that if he if they do this right, he could really ride the momentum of this show or of of this win on the show. And I think that it could be something just one more thing he could add to his resume to irritate fans and just push that heel persona a little further. Um, I'm picking Corbin for the King of the Ring, uh, which is now on Monday Night Raw, by the way, which I actually think is the right thing to do. I was a little perturbed at first, but then I thought, you know what? The King of the Ring winner would get buried on Clash of Champions with some of the things they probably have planned to happen. And that's probably why they decided maybe we should do this on Raw and give it its, you know, kind of make it stand alone. Give it the proper amount of time it needs. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to get rushed. They have three hours to fill. It, it should. They've been very good with the King of the Ring matches on a TV show. I have no reason to think otherwise with this one. Um... The last thing I want to touch on, Mike, and you kind of talked earlier, you think maybe KO might be a WWE champion soon. Did you see KO's tweet after he got quote-unquote fired by Shane McMahon? Yeah, it's cryptic. Well, he tweeted 14-24-20, which, if you look at your alphabet... Honest to God, dude, the first thing I thought was, honest to God, the first thing I thought was, uh, look up that date and see what see what day that is. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what's the 14? And immediately it was like, 14? <laughs> so, if we're playing along at home and you have your WWE decoder ring, you might realize that, well, these numbers, if you go, uh, if you put these numbers across from the alphabetical letter it would be in the order of the alphabet, that spells out NXT. Um, do you think there's a chance that KO pops up in NXT, even if it's just for a brief thing to piss Shane off? Or do you think there's a chance that he just goes to NXT? I can see him being in NXT. um, Because NXT, is that starting on... It starts this week. Okay. This week coming after Clash. Okay, so this makes perfect sense, right? He can go to NXT, they can... He can work there, still be on TV, help that show get a pop, um, yep. and then be back on SmackDown in time for the Fox move. The Fox move. They could have him already hired back. Yeah, they'll have worked out whatever he's got to do. You know, right? Because they can do the draft and everything, and they can all just work out. How now, because, because with that said, right? yeah, because pro wrestling. With that said, NXT's pre-taped. So no, it's not. Oh no, they're going live. So they're he going can. Live. That's right. So he can just show up. Yeah. Last. Well, no. Uh, I will not. Yeah. This past. Go this ahead. past Wednesday. This past Wednesday's episode of NXT was the last taped episode of NXT. So. So what was on tonight? We're, we're yeah. As we record, yes, we are in interesting times, Mike. Okay. Interesting times. All right. Well. As we record tonight, the last live one. All right, well, yeah, I think it's very likely that he could show up then. Yeah, it, it would definitely be, it would be pretty freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, 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 
this dude could do amazing. Kevin Owens is one of my favorites. He could do amazing things anywhere. Um, I think he could really bring some eyes to NXT if they use him properly, even if it's in the short term, even if it's a three or four week program. You know what I mean? So I'm curious to see where that goes. I like the crypticness of it. And, you know, for what it's worth, I know some people weren't necessarily didn't understand what was going on, doesn't know why they would do this uh, with Kevin Owens. But man, again, he's involved in a storyline with the son of the boss of the company. He's in a good spot. They obviously have some kind of plan with him. And if that's to use him to boost NXT and keep him there, I'm cool with it. If it's to use him to boost NXT and then put him right back in the you know, mix of things with Shane McMahon. I'm good with that too. Uh, I, I, it'll work out guys. Calm down. It's Kevin Owens. And he might not have always gotten the biggest spotlight, but he's always been in important things. Always. He's always been in important things since he's joined this company. He's fired. AEW confirmed. <laughs> I, oh, well, I guess I should ask you, you got anything else to say to these beautiful people, Mike? Yeah, man. Ugh, crap. You gotta kill one, you gotta fuck one, you gotta uh, marry one, bud. Last week you asked right. if it could finally be women for once. I did, and I'm thinking I'm gonna regret it. Okay, so here we go. Tori Wilson, right. but she's been in a terrible motorcycle accident. Jesus. She physically still looks like Tori Wilson, but she's okay. got the mind of a three-year-old child. So, that's just weird. That's so, choosing to have sex with her isn't so much having sex with her as it is the sexual assault of a childlike human being. You're not even right. So, that's one. Two, uh, Nyla Rose. Three, um, Mae Young. Go. Oh, man. Really? Bud, you wanted it to be women, didn't you? Uh, you, you can you go first? I never get to hear you. No, voice. man, I don't play. I don't answer. I just ask. I'm right, the. I'm I look, it. man. The dungeon master doesn't play. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give. I'm gonna get a give a creative one here. Okay. All right. So, you, man, is May Young still alive or is she in her current situation? <laughs> Um, it is, is it like giving birth hand Mae Young? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, she's definitely alive. I'll let her be alive. We're we're killing Nyla Rose. Bro, Uh, you're gonna fuck or marry the child? Listen, listen. I told you I'm giving you a creative answer. I guess I'm gonna fuck Mae Young because hey, anyone that would stuff fish down her panties for a gag is probably kind of funny anyway. So, eh, one night we'll make it work. I'm gonna marry three-year-old-minded Tori Wilson with with the hope that with proper therapy I can get her back to her former self. And then the real fun begins. No, she's never coming out of it. Well, I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to try. 
Ah, uh, a solid answer. And here's the thing, man. Maybe you catch a glimpse every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know. Like, that doesn't make you terrible. You know, you're a man, and it's Tori Wilson's body. And she's like, an adult. And, and she's an adult. And, like, let's, here's the thing, man. Here's the up. thing. Here's the thing. You're not trying to fuck her. She's got the mind of a three-year-old. You know what I'm saying? You're just <laughs> you're just a caretaker. Well, sometimes, maybe a booby slips out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you catch a glimpse. <laughs> maybe you accidentally walk in somewhere you shouldn't have. I'm just saying, man. Like, yep, this just is weird. file it away in the spank bank and just feel terrible about yourself as soon as you come. Well, you, guys, you ever I have one of them? You ever have one of them? Yeah. You ever have one of them yeah. where as soon as you yeah. come, you're like, what have I done? Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. <sighs> anyway, guys, Mike, you're fucking terrible, week. by the way, guy. That was the worst one yet. I hope your wife listens to the end of this show. I don't. I hope she doesn't listen to the end of the show. My wife never listens to our yeah. show. Does your wife listen to our show? No. Oh, thank fuck. Thank fuck, man. My wife one time was like, I think I'm going to start listening to your show. And I was like, hey, check out these 15 new true crime podcasts I found. And she was like, oh, that'll really <laughs> fill up my time. And I was like, yes. Yes, it will. Because you're a white woman. And I said the magic words, true crime. True crime. Yep. I'm also a white woman. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. Go fuck yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we love you guys. Are beautiful.